It's the Zaya Show. Welcome back to the Zaya Show. Today I am here with the baddest, the queen herself that runs this shit, Deja Dubois. Hi, Gorge. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you on the Zaya Show, especially during Zaya Ween. So I'm kind of inspired to basically give honor to all the drag queens out there. So shout out to all y'all beautiful ladies that are killing it. Yeah, the drag kings, of course. We love to see it. Mm-hmm. This is so, when you start to see. This is when you kind of start to see all the girls get into drags, especially the mm-hmm. experimental. It's time for you to really explore your gender boundaries and just have fun. You know, I know yes. so many girls that started drag on Halloween. So I hope everyone's having a sickening, spooky season. Period. So speaking of Halloween and that, Halloween is literally like around the corner. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Like yesterday. (laughs) For real. Did Halloween ever play a part in your drag uh, journey? Um, not to me personally. I actually started drag very like unconventionally. Like it, mm-hmm. I t- I typically hear stories of people getting into drag on Halloween, and they're like, "That was it for me." Like Rocky Horror. Um, I heard of like, oh, I want to do like Miss uh, Miss Bella from like Pop Girls, but I want to be a drag queen. So it's really a time for a lot of like baby queens to kind of go out there without like judgment because right. it's everyone being able to dress up as whatever they want. So. I mean, some people want to dress up as a guy from Scream, but my Halloween costume is a woman. Hello. Period. Um, but I started, like, let me see. Looking back, like, dating, if I can think of dates. Ugh. <laughs> um, I started drag about three years ago. So now okay. we're 2022. So however much, that's 2019, I believe. Um, yes. COVID time. I'm not good with numbers. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, I, that's why I do drag. <laughs> so I did, I, yeah, I did drag starting in 2019 before the whole RuPocalypse. So. Oh, yeah. I was a baby queen back then. I got to live through the whole virtual moment for a lot of queens. Um, and then really getting my foot into the scene the moment the bar started opening back up. So I always was big on makeup. I always was like playing and messing around with it. Um, but really did not know anything about like my structure, like my face or how I wanted to do my makeup or anything. I was kind of just like, let me get some outfits on a good old <laughs> AliExpress, the wish list, Amazon. Right. You know? I was those were my designers back then. <laughs> Period. Period. And just wearing very like girl, um, Walmart makeup. Like that's that's all oh I was doing when I when I first started and looking back at it, I'm like, oh girl, somebody tell her. <laughs> but when you're in drag for the first time, you feel like, oh, this is, like, I'm everything. Like, you're nobody right. can do anything to me. Like, I'm giving. I, my first Period. time in drag was at Station 4, the legendary Rose Room in Dallas, Texas. And this is where mm-hmm. a lot of drag queens start. They have talent nights on Thursdays. Um, it's also home to the Rising Star pageant, which is really big for a lot of girls. It's the same place okay. um, Asia O'Hara won her title. Kennedy Davenport, uh, Mulan Alexander, um, so many iconic drag performers. I think Alyssa, I think Alyssa won and Plastic Tiara won. Really? But yeah, they did. Like, I believe so. If not, they were very reputable girls in the Rose Room. 
Yeah, so them and the whole Cave and Girls cast, we call them uh, the Cave and Girls because they run um, that enterprise. So it's like S4, JRs, like multiple bars across the strip are run by the same company. So um, that's kind of where I started at S4. I did a talent night like a few weeks in a row for about a couple of months. And then I was like, mm, I'm going to keep doing this, you know? <laughs> so that's how I got started. Okay, period. Actually, I love, like, how, like, actually, like, being in front of, like, the audience and, like, just having that factor really help, like, especially for you, especially me being a performer. Mm-hmm. I feel like whenever I have the audience, I could be, like, someone that I don't know. And actually, like, I kind of got to make up, like, around during COVID. I feel like COVID, it's sad to say, but thank you, COVID, because I got time to mm-hmm. discover my face. So, speaking of yeah. makeup, what was your favorite part, like, of your face? So, like, for me, I love to contour my nose, and I oh, love, yes. like, love to do eye makeup. So, like, my what favorite was your go- oh. So, what was your go-to when you first was discovering, like, your makeup? When I was like, first like, discovering, during- I used to look so crazy, but I didn't <laughs> know how to blend. I would, okay. I would, I love doing my eyeshadow. It was my... For me, I think I love to do eyeshadow, even though I didn't know how to do it. Um, <laughs> but the thing that I did well instantly was, like, my contouring. Like, I was just like, right. oh, great. I feel like I'm in seventh grade art class. Shade, shade, shade. Contour right. blend. Yeah, so that was easy for me. And I was blending correctly on my eyeshadow. It was just my eye shape was just so crazy back then. I was like, right. I have a smaller lid, so I should have a small <laughs> lid. I shouldn't try to ha- look, like, divine now. Right. So I was painting real heavy because, like, my influences were actually, like, really camp, like, trash right. queens. Which is so okay. weird because I'm so pretty now. <laughs> <laughs> you are I, beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Yes. And I guess now my most favorite thing to do, like, is just, oh, mm-hmm. I love just doing my foundation and blending. I think just because I'm so good yes. at it that I just, I just love just, like, baking and, like, blending right. everything in. It's like, oh, the skin is set, honey. For real. You know, one thing that I'm starting to love now that I didn't know didn't know how to do before? Mm-hmm. I, what is it? It would have to be conceal- concealer. Because oh, yes. Like, because it's so easy to put on too much. Mm-hmm. And then it's so hard because it's like you accidentally go with the brush. Like the first time I did it, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm going to try and make my nose, you know, shine a little more, girl. I put like a whole big thing and I don't like my nose to be wide. I like to make it more narrow. Yeah. So literally like it was like full on white, like in, like as if oh, I was like, snorting, like, you know, the Casper crack. Goes I'm like, scare school. Girl, no, like Casper. it was scary. One, scary. two, and three. <laughs> It was so scary. But yes, I just love that makeup and like costuming and just all of like really like being yourself and like performing. Like it's sad to say like Halloween is like the time where all the girlies get outside. Halloween should be every day. Halloween should be every day, period. And the fact is, honey, like, you know, my friend, uh, you know, like we are doing Tinkerbell. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm going to be a fairy child. So you already know I'm going to be going full out with the wig. Yes. I got a wig, honey. Stall the wig. Stall the wig. The dirt. But I need to learn the tuck, okay? I got to learn oh, the tuck. Oh, girl, the hack. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so um, I guess questions about tucking. I think, uh, literally drag, but there's so much that goes into it. It's more than just makeup. I think exactly. Um, I think for like the season girl, like I think we're in a generation where like tucking isn't really like a thing that's as like needed. There's just definitely right. a lot more non-binary and like queer entertainers that don't feel right. like too. And even like 
I know plenty of tips and tricks. I mean, I'm, I ain't trying to be N- too NSFW, because girl, ah, but <laughs> I'm going to, because that's a lot of information. But I will say For that real. nowadays that there are, like, technology, the way we've advanced. There exactly. Is, there is, um, well, they have to tuck it up, and it's sponsored by, um, and created by trans women to help them, um, with their needs and yes. their and their transitions, so I know and myself, I I use Tuck It Up and a lot of the girls um in the okay. DFW, they they trust that brand because it's it's very secure for those right. trans identifying uh, women as well as like for the dragon entertainers that want to create that same um effect and illusion. And for some people, it's it's very validating to their identity, and other people yes. it helps enhance their drag. So. Highly exactly. recommend it. Chris, I believe it's Chris Cabana with Tuck It Up. Like okay. that whole that whole company, their whole their whole brand is to create um um what is it called? Not uh, I don't know. Word and not, not intimate, not intimates. What is it called when it's like just the panty? Uh um, you know, br- well they make they make very specific um. like panties. <laughs> just, I'll just say that. They just make very, yeah. very um inclusive gender very queer uh panties that help people with their identity and and yeah. drag presentation so i highly recommend it that's what yes. i use i mean okay. other girls like to do mashed potato and like mash everything together and i'm not about that <laughs> so i'm like i'm just gonna wear this cute little little brief and it's there period because mm-hmm. I just I just wanted to ask those few things because I know Halloween is around and I know some people thinking like, oh, it's just for show. And I'm just like, girl, no, it's a lifestyle. It's like these are truly people that, you know, do this for a living and do this to be themselves and all these wonderful things. So I just want to ask, like, what's the biggest piece of advice that you have for a baby drag that is slowly exploring that wants to take this on more mm-hmm. than beyond just quote unquote gay Christmas which is yes. so what advice do you have for those babies? In the words of my sickeningly sickening um grandmother, uh Kennedy Davenport, All Stars three finalists. Ah, I have to drop the name. Period. Drop uh, the season bomb. seven top four contender, Kennedy Davenport. She says, I don't care what you do, just be sickening. Like and it holds very true. If you're going to go out and present a certain brand or a style or a performance, just really lean into that. Find your brand. Find out what it is that you want to represent in your drag. Because your drag isn't just like a costume. It's also a representation of you as a person. Mm -hmm. So what do you want people to see? What do you want the first people to think or feel or see when they see you perform? And do that and be sickening. So I work with so many sickening entertainers that like range from different genres of performance from like punk queer emo um glam beauty uh latina like specifically like um even just like foreign language performers performers that just love to do foreign language music like whatever it is that style that you want to do whether that's a music style or even just like a look and appearance if you want to be a trash queen then be a trash queen i know this one girl riot girl crazy literally every time she performs a riot be crazy love it (laughs) but she feeds into her brand and people love her and they live for her um i work with like pageant queens i work with girls that just like literally oh acadia davenport done acadia nicole davenport she literally just stands there so beautiful and her brand is just being beautiful and gorgeous. She could just stand there in a ballad and like lip sync to me. And I would just literally, wallet is empty. The girl got paid. Like, whatever. you don't feel, don't feel like you have to do the most or do the least. Just like find a style that right. works for you. Whatever you do, 
like I said, just be sickening and then feed into that. Like, you have to be polished. And in the words of my drag mother, Shalula Davenport, she always says kind of the same lines of what Kennedy says. She says... Uh, she's like, girl, whatever you do, just be polished. So those are the two things you need to do. One, be sickening at whatever it is that you're doing. And two, mm-hmm. be as polished as possible in that. So basically, like with my drag, like I'm very just like, I want to be pretty. I want to be glamorous. So, okay, then how can I elevate that? How can I represent my brand? And how can I make it even more polished? So I'm like, okay, earring, hairs, nails. Right. Oh, that's just little things you can think about. Um, I'm like, oh, I, I want, like, I have all these new tights. Mm, maybe get a new fishnet, elevate it just a little bit, a little more right. polished. I'm like, oh, okay, I have all my basic makeup, but it's all matte. Mm, let me add some glitter. Boom, more Correct. polish. So you can always add more, the thing with drag. Right. You can always add a little bit more. Um, don't feel like you have to do the most, however. So be sickening, be polished, find whatever it is that you want to do. If you want to be crazy and you want crazy to be your brand go out there and be crazy but make sure it's polished absolutely absolutely 100 percent. so be polished sisters because the thing is for me and at the point in my life where i am now being 21 and about to graduate i could say this for everybody and i think everybody will understand you feel like you have to grow up and like change to fit uh what's the word uh corporate america standards so it's like oh i could do this but i don't want to go out this bound for this job honey i would just like girl i'm gonna dye my hair blonde honey again you know this girl gonna have some fun okay girl like Mm -hmm. i feel like you should yeah it's experimenting what i want to be who i want to become i'm still discovering more about myself every day and literally like when it's like half my friends are like going to drag I'm like I'm a proud friend I just recorded them like yes girl yes 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 it just warms my heart when I get to see people be who they truly are and my friends like you should try just try and I was like you know I you know I am I could dabble you know darling I'm I'm a person that ever say no but Mm -hmm. um just getting to the story about what happened recently girl this is where I was like I want to tell you on the episode yes girl so I went to the club Mm -hmm. and I went with a couple of my friends they're all females girl so I'm I'm the you know shout out to my girls hey come on biological girls right And and so it was homecoming darling so you know homecoming is the weekend of everybody's out of town Right, so I'm wearing this glittery tank top that's covering the nipples and everything, you know, but it's glittery mm-hmm. and it's like a nude look almost, so it's making me look like I'm nude, but I'm really not nude. Yeah. I have my, I gotta give you the full imagery, girl. And I got my all my hair literally blonde. Like, it's like a blonde buzz cut. And oh, wow. I got earrings dripping down. I have a necklace. Ri- like, honey, I was... Yeah, fierce, basically. And I had my face beat, so it was like, I was very recognizable. So we get into the club. We wait in the line for like an hour, an hour. Mm-hmm. And it's literally packed to the walls, girl. Packed to the motherfucking walls. And yes. so my friends, they was like, oh, let's dance. But the thing is, okay, this is a PSA. If you are going to the club, please dance. Don't just stand there and take a space. Oh, yes. Because yes. I take my ass, okay? <laughs> yes, I think I think when they play the music, like, who they're playing the music for? To do what? Girl, dance, go. Dance. Because- 
Go have fun. But, People just need to allow themselves to like let their inhibitions like, go. That's what go. I'm saying, girl. That's what I'm saying. And so when you get tired, just standing there and basically doing the shimmy. So me and my friends like, okay, let's go get a drink from the bar. So there's a room. So you literally have to go out from the dance room, holding hands through the swarm of literally like people. And if you get lost, you get lost and you got to figure your way out. But we will call you to help you out. So we get to the bar, right? And the bar is packed. And mind you, I got the glittery uh, shirt on, mm-hmm. but I had a jacket on. But my friend said, like, oh, like, it was hot up in there. So I took it off and gave it to my friend because I'm going to shake down. So I'm going, you know, and I'm about to go get my drink. A guy looks at me and, you know, like, honey, like, I'm single. Okay, girl. So I'm thinking okay. like a guy. Like, I'm thinking the guy looking at me, thinking I'm cute or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he looks at me again. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of weird. You know, like, and I'm like, Ugh, girl, and so he's oh. And then he and then he and then he says, um, "Oh, uh, you have to put a jacket on." And I thought he was just like a regular guy, just like being like stupid or whatever, because I was ready to clap back. And I told him, "I was like, oh well, my friend's using a jacket because she's cold or whatever." I just made up a lie, whatever. Turns out, I looked at the guy's shirt. I'm like, "Oh wait, he works here." And I was like, "Okay, I was ready to call the manager and everything, girl." And he was like, "Oh, it's against our policy." I was like, "Tank tops," and he was like, "Yeah." I'm like. Was this a straight? Was this a straight bar? Yes, a straight man, a straight white man, honey. Uh-uh. And so I was like, "Wait, what? A tank top?" I was like, "Is it white?" Because you know, like white tank tops. Okay, I could get like a bad name for them, but I was like, "It's literally glitter. You can't see nothing. The only thing I'm exposing is my, uh, basically my arms." And I'm like, "This, sir." So you telling me I have to put on a jacket? He's like, "If you don't put on a jacket, I would have to ask for you to leave." And I'm like, Ooh. "And literally, I'm just over here, and I'm like this, and you know, it's literally like." Almost a whole campus there. So I already know people know me. And it's like, I say, because everybody was like, me, like, where you got that shirt from? You looking cute. You did it. So then everybody, everybody was living except for and, this man. And, and this this one man. And I'm literally trying to get my drink through this. And he's like, yeah. So he literally had me get out of line basically for my drink to get a jacket. And when I tell you, I was mad as hell, girl. And he was like, you know, and I, and I made a smart ass comment. I said, okay, Karen, move. And I got my uh... jacket. I got my jacket. I literally skipped the line again. I said, sis, give me my drink, bitch. Because, honey, he just made me. I need double. So I got double because I was like, girl. Uh. And she was like, yeah, he's just a dick. So I'm not going back to the club. But, um, yeah, that was my story. And basically my friend's like, girl, we're not coming back here after that shit. Because I'm like, y'all weren't taking. Girl, that happened to me. That happened to me when I went to go to Austin. I went to this club right. called Cielo, which means sky. And they were kind of just like on the same lines. I'm like, girl, I was wearing not even a tank top, but I was wearing a turtleneck, but like with no sleeves. And they were like, girl, Ooh. I'm wearing I'm like, girl, I'm wearing a velvet turtleneck. Like right. what do you what do you mean? And shorts, like, girl. Like it's, it's not, not like that deep. Anything. They're like, your arms are out. I'm like, okay. And then like, right? it's cause some bars, like, especially this this is probably why straight bars are kind of like dying. Because they're just not fun. They don't they're not they don't encourage fun to people. And I feel like the reason some people don't like clubbing is because like they have like these crazy codes that don't make any sense. Right. Whereas when you walk into a straight club, you are automatically feel included. Like unless you start walking in naked, but even then, like right. some bars, like if you go to TMC, like they got the go go. So then girls are allowed right. to be naked. Let the girls that are allowed to be naked be naked. Right. And just show I- up and wear whatever you want to wear. Right, because I know when I go out for Tuesdays, when it's like the drag show, honey, I wear my crop top. They, of course, they encourage it, darling. They live. All of my sisters there. 
But the thing yes. was for this club as well, I was like, but all my girls, I had to look around. I said, all these chicks around here wearing crop tops with their boobs out. Why are y'all not saying nothing? But of course, I had it to makes people like, uncomfortable. And I hate of that. course. It's terrible. And I'm just like this, honey. And I just like, you know, and I looked at my friend, my friend said, What? And I said, like, I'm gonna say this on my podcast, bitch. I hope he knows that. And- yeah, um, call him up. What's what's his name? Ah <laughs> see, I don't know the name because I was too drunk to I don't, I don't think we need to know his name. But I don't think we what, need to know what was, his name. What was the name of this? What was his name of this establishment? Okay, the establishment. Okay, darlings. If y'all listening to this, y'all get called out. It's uh Fitz in Hammond, Louisiana, darling. Okay, if you if you are a <laughs> queer identifying individual, do not go to this club. Like, um, if you're if you're just a regular straight cis hat man, do not wear a tank top, or you will get banned. Done. Literally, but the- PSA done. But the thing was, they didn't do the PSA. They didn't post nothing. So I'm like, girl, like, how y'all? Like, there's no, you know, there's no dress but, code. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so <laughs> that's what happened. That's to gag. Me, well, but, girl, I mean, it's so stupid. The stuff so like that stupid. keeps happening. It's so stupid. I thought we but, won. I thought we won already, but but definitely not. I say thank you, sir, because now I'm bringing awareness to this. So, <laughs> thank you, nice. Uh, I'm gonna call him Bob. I'm gonna call him Bob. Okay, you know, Karen's husband. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my friend was laughing because she said you really said Karen I said girl yes because honey you don't ruin my vibe okay girl I'm uh-uh. gonna have a good time especially if you're buying drinks too I'm like okay then I won't buy a drink from here then I won't buy a Weird. drink but honey I already bought the drink so I was just going back in line to get my drink yes but I get that whole line but um, yeah that's my experiences so besides that negative experience let's get into the fun about you know those yes. girls <laughs> what's your favorite part of performing um performing in just like the gay bars or clubs oh yes okay so i mean i'm grateful to live in a city where drag is like so big like being in dallas we're literally the epitome i I probably said that wrong the epitome of of drag excellence we have a lot of pageants that happen here we have a lot of bar competitions um there's pretty much a show every night like if you're Mm -hmm. looking in the right places, you can work every day out of the week. And that's something that I did That is back amazing. in the summer of, oh, this past summer, 2022. I was working. I was touring. Yeah, I, I, I've been grateful to even just travel. I went to Colorado. I performed at the sickeningly, sickening Charlie's in Denver, which was so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I've performed in Austin at Rain on 4th. Um, also, just clubbed off of, like, that whole strip. And, like, Austin's amazing. Um I think each city has its own different vibe as far as the community, but overall, like, they're all just fun. Like, right. I just love being, it's really just a sickening community of crossdressers, really. See? So, DFW, since there's so many clubs and there's so many venues, like, right. there's always so much to do. So, to whether do. I'm working or I'm supporting other shows and local drag mm-hmm. entertainers super important remember you're doing that because it's yes it's more than just drag race like there's the girls at the bar there's the girls at your hometown that keep your world it out and give it out more than like the girls that don't have a spotlight on them you know what i mean so and so you show them the same love and more. yeah and sometimes the local queens have more to give like they give <laughs> a lot more like you think that the drag race dancing is the epitome of like lip syncing if y'all have clearly not been to a show in Dallas, y'all have not been to the, the underground lip sync the house down boots. 
I love the community. I think my favorite part of like being at the bars and the community is just seeing people's reaction. Like I I never know how my performance is going to impact somebody or Mm -hmm. what they're gonna feel. But sometimes like if somebody could be having a bad day and they go to a drag show and like everything just changes, they're like, wow, I'm here. And this just gave me everything that I needed to see. And even myself, when I'm out of drag and I'm rewatching like my performances, I like to record Mm -hmm. them to know what I'm doing and what I do right and what people like to see. So I think it's great to have that like constant feedback even like at the end of the yes. show being like oh my god what was like your fave part like what did you enjoy <laughs> um i love communicating definitely communicating yes. and connecting to my audiences is my favorite part I because you you can just see the smiles you can see their like the light in their eyes like they just love it like right there's, there's the people that do drag the people that watch drag and without the people that watch drag there are no drag performances for real i guess the main thing for me especially the last time that i went to a drag show which was like two weeks ago you know mm-hmm. girl because in college is kicking my ass at this point senior year is kicking my ass girl oh i feel that yes but one more semester but no because when i go like it's like i'm just like you know like it's like people that i know and then it's like at this point like i know most of the queens have performed so it's like every single week they'll have a different queen and like it'll be the same mother but it'll be her different children performing and it's like i live for that so much that it feels so like more like home than like in like my own hometown like if i go yes back home, you get what i'm saying and mm-hmm. so it's the welcoming up, environment yes. definitely and it's like honey and my and my you know and my friends look at me crazy because it's like oh isaiah you are giving the girl i say yes girl i give dollars 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 okay girl and i'm gonna praise you and i'm gonna come after and be like you that bitch period yes like that's just me that's just me i love drag i love mm-hmm. watching it i'm that girl that will watch 24 7 if i'm having a bad day chow and a dude makes me mad. I'm gonna watch some drag, honey, because honey, yes, <laughs> she loves the shows. Okay, and Aww. I guess also that helps us with being both uh, performing, like especially like if you're oh, a yes. person that loves the arts, you're gonna a appreciate lot of every people. version of arts. You know, a lot of people like that do drag are very artistic people. Like they do more than <laughs> just one art. Like they either sew, they do hair. Or they, they're makeup artists outside of drag. Right. Or they're, they're even just involved in, like, liberal arts, period. Because mm-hmm. I know girls that are like, oh, I'm an English teacher. Or like, oh, I do. I do music. I mean, I myself, I do music. So I'm yes. currently in my master's program for voice performance in opera. Period. And the diva got a full ride, thankfully. Um, and it's just because it's another craft that I'm passionate about. And, like, I have to hone and work on. So I feel like both of the arts that I do grow together like they have to like they have to merge they have to kind of foster each other's evolution so the same thing with the other girls that do like sewing and like stuff outside of just their drag careers is so important like having another outlet to express yourself absolutely yeah so so I, I just love that I think just people that are just naturally very like artistic and like very mm-hmm. um just very i don't know like very yeah. um creatively driven creative are, right are are really good individuals to start out drag and like to be involved in the art form right because for me actually uh i started off as an actor so i've always been loving performing i love watching all type of shows all type of acting comedy drama tragedy you name it i loved it 
And I did it for so long. Like, I started, like, at 15. I'm 21 now. So, of course, like, I evolve as a person. And when I started the podcast, it was just another uh, creative outlet, of course. But, you know, your creativity started to change. And so it got to the point where it was like acting was like my uh it was like my passion, but if I felt like I lost it, like dim my light dimmed a little in that realm. And so uh, I saw this twenty four hour theater festival, and I was like, "Well, I'm going to do it, sis, right?" And basically, what happened after that was um I <laughs> my scene partner never showed my scene partner never showed up, so mm-hmm. I had to do it literally a monologue. So, like, a whole scene combined into one monologue. And oh. the director I worked with was literally, like, the best sweet Dr. Fox. I worked with her several times throughout college. And I didn't do a show in a year. So, I was freaking mm. out. I was like, well, I, I, you know, it's just stressful. And I think that's why I'm not as passionate. And she's like, or maybe, you know, like, you just have to. And basically, the advice that she gave me is, like, you are growing and your passion and your uh, creativity has to grow. So if I always kept playing certain characters, of course, I'm going to get bored because it's like, well, I outgrew that. I always play the nice guy. I always play the sweet guy. And I'm like, I want to challenge myself. So this role actually was about me dying. Uh, My character was dead and they're waiting to either get into heaven or hell. (laughs) And basically, very existential. Right, and they learned, died from a, a drunk driver. So, of course, like my character was so complex and could go so many ways that really, that woke me up to like, hey, like this is like what I want to do. I just want to do more complex work. So, just exploring and seeing what I want to do outside the box is literally helping me. Because same thing with makeup. Now with makeup, I can go like literally, I could go a day without wearing makeup. But it's like whenever I feel sad or something, I literally do makeup and going through. Um, I guess, oh, girl, because, honey, this I'm going to contradict myself on the podcast season, but going through uh, my breakup is really helping me uh, uh, create, like, literally, like, creativity is helping me, like, cope with it and also becoming a better person. So mm-hmm. whether that's drawing or makeup or, like, just doing a podcast episode, it's, like, yeah. really therapeutic. Uh, to do the arts and I think people just look at arts as like oh they just don't want to work they're just lazy when I think people that do the arts is the hardest working people in the world because you're gonna have a lot of people telling you no and when you have people telling you no you're still going for it that take balls rather than being a traditional girl that works a nine to five and da 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 you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. and I how do you everyone's doing oh everyone does drag I think everyone like from the moment we wake up and we put on an outfit, like that's drag. Like we're putting on a persona, we're putting on like our armor, we're putting on ourselves. It's basically drag. Right. It's just enhancing you. And anything that you do is drag. Like RuPaul says, you're born naked, the rest is drag. Because when you take away exactly. everything from a human being, you don't have anything on. Like let's say no clothes, Correct. no job, no nothing. Like you're just a fleshy blob girl. Like you're <laughs> you're just you're just a piece of flesh right. that's, a, that's an open canvas to do anything. A canvas can be an action. Your you can your your drag can be what you physically wear. It can be inside of you. It can be right. anything. Drag is it, it's it's just it's it's both physical and like visible, like what it is. Like drag is like drag queen, but you can look at it deeper. You can look at it as mm-hmm. it's you, your person, drag. Right. I I into quote um my uh esta grandmother great great oh the the dynasty uh, like oh uh, icon Davenport dynasty collects Davenport 
she says she said this she's like drag dressing to resemble anything gorgeous mm, that's beautiful and that's just a really fun acronym I love to like live by it's like gorgeous just be beautiful be you so right. anything that contributes to you and your existence is drag period absolutely 100% period because I just like to experiment with my look so it's like when when you know one month she'll she'll stick with her natural hair color you know black but uh I was just like, I want to do something bold. Like, I did blonde hair before, but that's when I had, like, a lot of hair, so it made me look, like, more... But I was like, let me do something edgy. Like, I'm going to do a blonde buzz cut. Mm-hmm. That's going to be edgy. And and literally, like, I think, like, me just growing as a person and your appearance, uh, like, the way that you dress and, like, the way that you act, like, literally, like, mm-hmm. it changes as you get older. Every and, like, day. As you experience. Every day. So the person that I was, like, you know, like, when we first recorded the Lost episodes, I'm probably, I'm a completely different person now compared mm-hmm. to how I was, you know, just a few months ago. So I just feel like people in general just need to give themselves grace, experiment, wear what you want to wear, and eat what you want to eat. Don't worry about the rest because everything will be worked out in the end. Yeah. Trust your gut. Period. Mm-hmm. And I, I highly recommend all the girls, if y'all are thinking about studying drag at this time, do it now. Better late Girl. than never. Yeah. At all, do it. Just do it. Be yourself. Be queer. Go out there and do some drives. Right. You know, I might experiment. Okay, so I got a wig out, and I told my friend, I was like, "Call my friends, like, I want to see you at least like a." I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just try. I'm gonna try Mm -hmm. out the makeup technique of it all, and literally just make a look and just like take some pictures in it and be like, okay, do I like? Do I like how I look? And let's just work with it. So you'll see those pictures, though. Y'all might too. You know, y'all might too. I guess. <laughs> okay, give them the link. Send the link. Drop the link. Drop the link. <laughs> but thank you so much for coming on to the Zaya show, of course. Yes. So, do you have any special projects or any special events that's coming out soon? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm trying to think. Um, What am I doing? Oh, my earphone fell out. Um, what am I doing? <laughs> Well, I mean, I just share good news. I think I can, that's what I can do. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm basically now, um, I'm at Texas Christian University and they're nothing Christian about me, period. So period. I go there, that's my master's school, and I am organizing the very first um, queer and Latinx Pride event, thankfully. What? Yes, this is the first year that this institution has ever had a multicultural office or a multicultural department. Well, just historically, it's just never been a school to kind of serve minority populations. So it's good to finally have that platform for not just like Latinx people, but just Latinx queer people, period. And anyone that falls within those two umbrellas and those that are friends of that community. On October 20th, I'm hosting their very first um, drag loteria show. And everything is just going to be music by Selena Quintanilla. Love yes. her. Rest in power. Love her. Curia. So I'm hosting that on the 20th. And I'm really excited because it's very important to have queer events in spaces that may maybe may not like focus on that those minority communities so i'm doing that on the 20th um mm-hmm. aside from that i'm just working and doing my shows um i'm on cast with funky picnic brewery if you're ever in fort worth we're first and third yes. sorry no i believe second oh i'm wrong second and fourth <laughs> saturdays 
Okay. In Fort in Fort Worth at the Funky Picnic at noon. If y'all are ever free and want to come out a weekend in Fort Worth, I'm there. Um, you can also catch me. Jr. is in Dallas, typically on Totally Tuesdays, hosted by Republic and Bleach. Love them. Yeah. Literally so so cute. I guess those are just like my local gigs that I do here and there, and you can just catch me anywhere on the strip of the Ophelia. period. Catch me Dallas, Fort Worth, Arlington, or Denton. I will be there. So I'm everywhere. Um, you follow everywhere, me. Girly. Yes, and follow me on my social media. It's Deja D underscore Dubois, D O B O I S, D U B O I S, right? Okay. Yeah. My dyslexia was kicking in a little bit right there. So sorry. <laughs> Fun fact I am dyslexic. So power to all the girls out there. Power to all the girls. Yes. And I just want to say, because I know in the last episode, everybody probably saying last episode. So fun fact, guys. So we actually recorded like a long ass episode. Yes. Um, earlier in the late summer, early summer, whatever. Mm-hmm, and did. basically, guys, it crashed. So this is literally like, so I called all the ones that crash is the last episodes. So I'm still trying to get them. So, mm-hmm. you know, girl, you might just see like all of a sudden like a, oh. Hour long, yep, girl. Surprise, yeah. Um, I just want to say, like, from that episode, I know we talked about me coming out there, mm-hmm. girly. So, since that, you know, she's a single man, girl, it's so much easier to go places without yeah. another person's schedule. So, you know, I'm trying to get my way out there in January because, honey, that's gonna be around my birthday month. So, girl, you know, that's girl, when you I'm meet your like, husband, girl. <laughs> <laughs> get girl looking for one child, looking for one darling, Hell but. Yeah. I just want to say thank you for all that you do. Thank you for being inspiration to all the girls and guys out there. And thank you for sharing your beautiful journey and story and advice for, to the Zay fam and to even me. Thank you so much for coming on to the yes. Zay show. Oh, thank you for having me. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Happy Halloween, girls. Boo. Bye. Ooh. Bye. Bye.